Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Milne Tite. In this show, I talk to author and journalist Lynn Povich about her book, The Good Girls Revolt. It looks back to a lawsuit she and a lot of her female colleagues at Newsweek brought against the magazine in 1970. I was a history major in college, and so I'm a big believer that you really can't figure out where you're going unless you know where you've come from. And one of the lessons of this for me was that our history was lost. This was a landmark lawsuit that opened doors for millions of women, not only in the media, but in the workplace. This episode of The Broad Experience is sponsored by SoundCloud. SoundCloud lets you create, record, and share the sounds you create anywhere to friends, family, and the world. SoundCloud is the world's largest community of sound creators. After graduating from Vassar in the mid-60s, Lynn Povich landed a job at Newsweek in Paris. She was a secretary, like a lot of highly educated women at the time, but the experience of working in a newsroom gave her a taste for journalism. When she got back to the U.S., she began as a researcher in the New York office of the magazine. One of the things I most enjoyed about the book is her description of life at Newsweek in the 60s. Definite shades of mad men for those of us who watch that show. Lots of colourful characters, booze, sexual innuendo and office trysts between deadlines. At the time, only men at the magazine were writers. The women all did some kind of support role and sometimes some reporting. Many of us just accepted what was happening, that that was the role for women, happy to be working at a really interesting place and doing fact-checking or secretarial work, and were the sort of polite kind of non-political women who really didn't question what was happening until one day we sort of woke up and said, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this picture. The way they woke up was twofold. For one thing, times were changing. Lynn was promoted to junior writer in 1969, the only female writer in the office, and began covering the women's movement. Her thinking about the status quo at work began to evolve. Also, a talented co-worker called Judy Gingold was telling a lawyer friend about Newsweek's unofficial rule that writing was for men only, and that woman told her what Newsweek was doing was illegal. It actually had been for several years. So Judy, once she realized it was illegal, she said, you know, this is now a moral dilemma because we have to do something. This is not right. And she was the one who started organizing and galvanizing the rest of us to join it. And then it sort of made sense. Like all of a sudden we thought, yeah, why are we accepting this? You know, this is crazy. We're, we have the same background. We have the same education. We were all highly educated. Um, many of us had written on college newspapers or done freelance writing, and yet two graduates of the Columbia Journalism School came to Newsweek. He came as a writer. She came as a reporter, researcher. Uh, the discrimination was pretty blatant. And tell me about what was, what was Newsweek's um, excuse for not uh, promoting women to writers' roles? They had no excuse, and uh, they knew it. The moment we announced our lawsuit... The editor-in-chief, Osborne Elliott, issued a statement 
that said the fact that virtually all the men, all the writers at Newsweek are men and all the researchers are women is a news magazine tradition that goes back 50 years. So <laughs> that pretty much explains the institutional sexism of that system. The Newsweek women worked with civil rights lawyer Eleanor Holmes Norton on their case, but despite the fact they were suing their employer, they were still conventional young ladies at heart, to Holmes Norton's exasperation. And we would keep saying, well, what if we just go to management and explain to them? And she would say, you just can't go to daddy and ask for what you want. You Don't you understand? People don't want to give up power, you know, and you girls got to take off those white gloves and really fight. They did fight, and ultimately Newsweek settled the suit, agreeing to the women's demands to be given a fair shot at promotion. But Lynn says every woman who was given a trial as a writer failed. She says because the new editor who took up his post after the lawsuit had no interest in altering the office ratio. Two years later, the women sued again. They stated, among other things, that there must be at least one female senior editor among the decision-making top brass. This time, things actually started to change. In 1975, Lynn was promoted to senior editor. What about when you began your role as senior editor? What about the pay raise now? Were you paid the same as other senior editors? Well, uh, I was on vacation. I was called by Ed Kosner, the new editor, saying, congratulations, I've just promoted you to senior editor. So I was thrilled. um, And he said, and I'm going to announce it next week. And I said, wonderful. And I came back to New York, and um, I found out that a one of the male writers who was in another section was also promoted to a senior editor. And and I don't know how I found out, but I found out that he was making $40,000. And Ed had said to me that he was going to raise me from 27000 to $33,000, which, you know, was a big pay raise percentage-wise. But when I found out that Charlie Michener was making $40,000, I went down to Ed, who had announced already that I was a senior editor, so I had him over a barrel. And I said, you know, I'm not not going to do a job, the same job a man is doing, for so much less pay. And he said, but I gave you a much bigger pay raise, percentage-wise, than Charlie. And I said, yes, because Charlie was making so much more as a writer. And so he raised my pay to $40,000. When Lynn was first working on commemorating the suit, she was approached by three young female writers at Newsweek. They'd been having their own problems with a frat boy atmosphere in the office and men getting better assignments. They dug up information about the 1970 lawsuit, met Lynn and began comparing notes on life at work then and now. They were surprised by how many parallels they found. You can still find the article they wrote about all this online. It's called Are We There Yet? Lynn says despite the enormous gains women have made in the last 40 years, there are still niggling problems. And young women's sense of their own abilities isn't as strong as it should be, given their accomplishments. There's what I call a confidence gap. You know, Sheryl Sandberg at Facebook talks about an ambition gap. I don't think it's an ambition gap. I think these women are very ambitious. I think there's a confidence gap, and I I don't quite know why. They're brilliant at school. They ace, you know, they're all valedictorians and Phi Betas. They athletes. They're everything. They're incredibly competent and very focused on their careers, and much more aggressive in that sense than we are. I think one is one of the women said to me, you know, because forty years isn't that long. 
a time when you think about it? Is there a genetic thing? Is, are, are these roles of men and women so ingrained in our DNA that women somehow are slightly programmed differently? I, I, I honestly don't know. All things we've discussed on the podcast before and will continue to explore in future episodes. But talking of ambition... You say that you weren't, you didn't consider yourself particularly ambitious, certainly initially. And I think you you also say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that you prefer the word drive to ambition. Why? Well, I think we, many of us, not all, but many women have a problem with ambition and probably because it's stigmatized in women and considered aggressive and unattractive and calls into question your femininity and, you know, So I do say, you know, I think you have to have drive. I think you have to have persistence. I think you have to have a goal and a vision of where you want to be. And I'm happy to say women need ambition. I think when you say a woman's ambitious, it has such a negative, still a negative sound to saying a man is ambitious. I'm not sure it does, but I'd love to hear what other people think about that. I'm planning a future show on ambition and power, and I want to know whether you consider yourself ambitious or if you shy away from describing yourself that way. That's the broad experience for this week. Lynn Povich's book, The Good Girl's Revolt, is just out. For those of you in the New York area, I'm speaking at a radio festival at Sarah Lawrence College just outside the city on Saturday, the 22nd of September. It's free and you can find a link to information about it on the Broad Experience Facebook page. In the meantime, I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.